Episode 7 of Aesthetic Chat with Kiki. I'm your host, Kiana Gamble, and this is yet another episode. I'm excited to have this guest on. She has over 12 years of, of experience in the industry. She is opening a new practice coming in March. This is Raquel Frisella. All right, beauties, enjoy this one. Thank you for having me. I was honored that you asked and um, I've been so crazy. I'm getting ready to open my own practice and I just launched a skincare line. So it's been so nutty, but I'm excited to be able to do this and like my first podcast since my new business. So it's kind of cool. Yes, that's super exciting. We'll get to kind of your skincare line and your new business here soon, but let's start with just, you know, how you got into aesthetics and kind of your story. Okay, fun. So I have been in the world of aesthetics for, gosh, 12 or 13 years now. And I feel like that's starting to make me sound older. (laughs) But I absolutely love it. I um, first started out as a neonatal nurse. And even when I was in nursing school, though, I knew I wanted to get into aesthetic nursing It just wasn't as big back then. So I can remember being in school and telling, you know, a couple of my professors about my goals and dreams with my nursing degree. And I can almost remember them like eye rolling slash thinking it was really weird just because they were like, Botox, why would you be a nurse and do Botox? They just didn't understand. And now here we are, you know, a decade later and the tune has totally changed and so many people enter nursing now to go into this specialty. So that's been really neat to watch this field evolve. But no, growing up, I just always had a true passion for just the beauty industry in general. And so I think I initially got into aesthetics because of my love for all things beauty. I've always loved skincare and makeup and just all of those things. But what's fun is how over the years it has evolved. So I, of course, still love all things beauty, but really what I love most about being in this field now is just the connections and the ability to help people change their lives and transform their skin and build confidence and really just be a small part of that process for people. That's really what I love about the world of aesthetics. That's so crazy because usually the people that have started, you know, 10 plus years ago when they were going through nursing school, aesthetics wasn't really on their brain. But that's that's amazing that you kind of already knew about aesthetics and you were interested in pursuing that when that was it was so new then. It was. And my mom actually taught me a lot about it at a young age. Um, I can remember her like letting me get laser hair removal um, cause I'm Italian and had like a mustache and, um, just like <laughs> learning about stuff like that. And she always taught me about skincare. And so I, someone had asked me before how I knew about it. And I honestly can't even remember if there was like a moment where I learned about it, but I always knew of the field and it's just something that I always knew I would do. So I think it's just a good example. If you do set your mind to something, you can totally do it. You just have to chase after it. That's awesome. So how did you make that transition from neonatal nurse to aesthetic nurse? So I wanted to get some core nursing experience. So I took a job in the NICU and I do love babies and I loved 
that side of nursing, it's very gratifying to be able to help take care of those little tiny peanuts and help, you know, their transition into the world. So it was a really good experience for me to be in a hospital setting and really just develop those critical thinking nursing skills, you know, teaching you how to just act fast, think on your toes, and just the basic nursing skills, how to start IVs, how to inject. And I honestly do believe that my background in neonatal nursing helped me to have a gentle touch and a a gentle injection approach and kind of a delicate technique that's carried into my aesthetic practice. While I was working in the hospital, I was always kind of self-educating. And again, back then there just wasn't nearly as many options as there are today. Um, But I did what I could um, networking. I took some classes, flew to Chicago and did like a weekend course. It just was whatever I could get my hands on to educate myself. And then I just started putting feelers out and I submitted my resume all over St. Louis, you know, was looking for something part-time just to kind of immerse myself in the field, get my foot in the door, see what it was all about. I found a medical spa in St. Louis that I started at and I started working there part-time. I did some evenings and some weekends while I was still working in the NICU and just started really getting that real world experience. And it's still very much like this today, but especially back then, a lot of what we learn in aesthetics is that on the job training, you know, there is no specific school for aesthetics, but once you get in there and you find someone to kind of take you on, train you and mentor you, you just really start absorbing everything. So At this particular med spa, the nurse who was there really just kind of took me under her wing and started teaching me everything about Botox and lasers. And I met with all of the different companies and their reps, and I went to trainings, and I just really started immersing myself in the field. And I absolutely loved it, and I definitely knew that's the direction I wanted to take my career in. So I did spend a couple of years in the NICU while also working part-time in aesthetics, just as I developed my professional career and educated myself and and found that right opportunity. And after a couple of years in, I was able to land a job working for a very well-known plastic surgeon in St. Louis, Mike Nyack, who is amazing. And I was very honored and grateful and excited for the opportunity. So I took the job with him and I switched over to working full-time in aesthetics. And so I was with Mike for almost 11 years and I just recently decided it was time to kind of spread my wings and fly and I'm now starting my own practice. That's awesome. I love to hear like the loyalty that you had found a practice and you've stuck with them for so long. I mean, being under a plastic surgeon, you're going to learn so much in general. I do want to ask you kind of, you know, now that you are opening your own practice, um, what kind of motivated you to kind of go off on your own? Well, it was a really, really hard decision for a few different reasons. Um, The first one is everything was great where I was at. So I think it's harder to leap when everything's so good, you know, at home. So Mm -hmm. I loved working for Mike. I learned so much, like you said, Um, he's such an amazingly smart man and surgeon. I really kind of was the lead injector there and was able to mentor our newer nurses and help train and hire them. So I got to do a lot of that. But, you know, after 11 years there, it was more just like a feeling that kind of came over me where I was like, okay, I think it's time. It was definitely something that's always been a dream of mine to have my own practice, to have my own place. Last year, I just had this feeling come over me. I'm like, okay, it's 
it's I'm 35 and I feel like if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. There's never the right time, but I feel like I'm really, really stable in my career where I've been doing this for so long. I'm 100% confident in my expertise, my skill, my clientele, everything I've worked so hard to build over the last decade plus that I was like, now is the perfect time to take the leap and to just go for it. And if I don't do it, I knew I would regret it. So I just kind of always envisioned myself. I'm like, okay, if I am, you know, 70 years old sitting in my rocking chair, if I think back and (laughs) I I didn't go for it, I know that would be a regret of mine. That's amazing. Um, I do want to ask you though, you know, there's so many people trying to get into the aesthetic industry and you're only just opening a practice after having so much experience, having so much confidence, having so much, much knowledge and client base and all of the things you'd kind of mentioned. What do you kind of say to those people that, you know, think they can just open a practice with really no aesthetic experience, no real grasp of the industry and are trying to kind of make that leap? Do you recommend, you know, that they do find a mentor and they work under someone, they work at a different practice before making that transition? Yeah, I think that my, my personal opinion is I highly suggest that they work for someone with experience first. You know, I think before, you know, as I'm learning, opening and running a business is a whole thing in itself. It is so much work. It takes a ton of knowledge and learning and just so much energy to learn how to handle the business side of things that I honestly couldn't imagine trying to do all this and learn how to be to excel at the career side of things too. I think that you need to first master the craft before you open the business. And so I think the best way to do that would probably be to work alongside um, or for someone who has that experience. And you can really just focus on education and becoming the best injector, you know, the best clinician that you can be so that you can then hire and teach others. You know, if you're going to have your place, I assume you're going to have some staff and it'd be really hard to educate staff or hire qualified staff if you don't even know or understand how it all works yet. You know, so I think it's a good idea to really master the skill set before trying to open your own business. You know, say if you didn't have experience and you're going that route, you want to start small. Maybe you're just a one-person show or whatever it is. But bare minimum, you have to have a mentor and you have to have not only a mentor, but somebody who would be there for you in the event of a complication or something like that. So if you're getting into this field and you're going to be out on your own and you're not working for someone who has experience, you have to think, how are you going to handle those complications? Who's going to help you work through those things? Because at the end of the day, we are nurses, we are providers, we have to make sure we're taking care of our patients and safety first. And so just keeping all of that on the forefront before, you know, worrying about making money or being successful or, you know, building a brand, I think it's important that you know how to deliver the care and deliver it safely and beautifully first. I think that's great advice. I totally agree. I also, I don't really know what I would do being more of a novice newer injector and not having, you know, the mentors that I do, the team that I can like lean on, ask questions at any moment, knowing that I'm supported. I couldn't imagine not having that support. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's just a whole 
layer there where, you know, if you're new and you're injecting, just having those people to fall back on. Like I, as an injector, have people in my circle who I can show a picture. Hey, what do you think about this? Does, what, do you, what does this look like to you? You know, I mean, you want to have those people you can run things by. And until you've been well established in this field, the best way to do that is to put yourself in a, a good situation, be in a practice where there's other providers that you trust and look up to and can help you and kind of hold your hand until you're comfortable kind of doing those things on your own. So I'm going to have you think back here a little bit. So how long do you think it took you to really gain some confidence when it comes to, you know, your injection skills as well as, you know, gaining clientele? That's a great question. And I was thinking about this more recently because I am actually in the process of training my little sister. Um, she has been a nurse for over eight years, but and she's been very immersed in this aesthetic world, but is new to injecting. So we've been training over the past few months and she's going to be working in the practice. And so I've been, you know, helping her build her brand and and learn. And I was thinking back like, gosh, what was it like when I first started? And it, it, mm-hmm. it's funny because I think there's a couple of different things. I think in some ways it's easier to become a, an injector in today's world because there are so many great educational resources out there now. You can really find between you know the, the information that's put out by the injectable companies, by just awesome, really well-established injectors online that have their own training courses, cadaver labs, you know, there's, there's a lot of resources that you can kind of turn to now. Whereas back then it was definitely more blind. Like, what do I do? Where do I go? But in some ways it's almost harder to be starting out nowadays because when I first started, I guess ignorance is bliss in some ways, right? When we started 10 years ago, it was like, okay, you're going to come in and you're going to get Juvederm in your parentheses and that's your filler treatment. (laughs) Where nowadays we all laugh at ourselves and we're like, oh my gosh, that was like our go-to. And now it's full-face globalization, harmonization of all the features. You're looking at temples and jawlines and, you know, mid-face volume. And back then it was like, you know, you're pulling out of your driveway onto a one-lane country road and you're just cruising down. Nowadays, you're pulling out of your driveway onto like a five-way intersection with cars going every direction. (laughs) Like, there's a lot more to it nowadays, especially with all of the injectable options, which fillers do you use, which companies, you know, which techniques, is it a cannula? So I can see how nowadays it's more complex um, for sure. But um, I would say, honestly, to become proficient, it's just repetition. You know, it's doing something and doing it all the time. And so I think the more and more you do it, hands-on experience, the more comfortable you get. And so it's funny because I think it goes in waves like when you very – when I very first started injecting, I probably wasn't even nervous enough because I hadn't had complications happen to me yet, you know? And so you're just doing mm-hmm. like, oh, this is great. It's easy. And then you start seeing some of those complications over time and then you get scared and you're like, oh my gosh, like this can happen. And and so you just learn and you evolve as you go. And then, you know, I would say by, I don't know, maybe five years in is when I really felt like I am proficient at this, you know, like I have a nice steady clientele. I feel like I, you know, have a good grasp on everything. I would say that's like a great mark, you know, two to three years in, you're starting to be really established and feel comfortable and be able to kind of talk the talk, walk the walk. And five years, I feel like that was a good mark. Like, okay, I'm, 
I'm doing this. This is my career. I feel really solid, you know, and then it just gets better over time. And I think the fun thing about this field is you never stop learning. You know, I'm still learning every day, even when it comes to Botox or filler, everything. You're always trying to improve, trying to learn. You never want to stop being a student um, because I think the minute you think you know everything is when you fall behind. But this field is also just evolving. Like the products change, the techniques change. So there's always something to learn. So, you know, still, I'm still a student, you know, after all this time, I'm still learning. I think that's some great advice as well as, you know, for those people that are starting out and are within their first one or two years, like it took you almost five years to say, yes, like I'm proficient. So I think that's really important for people to hear that, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You still are learning. You still are a student. Like the amount of new information coming out is almost daily, it seems like. So I think I think that's really important for my listeners to hear that, you know, it's going to take time. You're going to have to put time in and you're going to have to keep learning throughout your entire career. Otherwise, you will fall behind. Yeah. And you, like you said, you have to put in the time. So you just have to be patient and know that the hard work you're putting in is going to pay off and just keep your eyes focused on what's in front of you and just keep grinding every day to be the best you can be. And it's going to catch up with you, Um, especially when it comes to building clientele. You just have to think of it one patient at a time. You help one patient the best of your ability, help them get great results, help them feel amazing, and they're going to go tell five friends. And before you know it, years on the road, it just becomes a household thing where your friends are telling their friends. And you know, nowadays with social media, it's a lot easier for people to be able to showcase their work and extend their reach and help more people. But that takes time too. It just takes time to put yourself out there and you just have to do the best you can every day. Just keep learning, keep practicing, keep caring about people. I think that's one thing that really sets you apart in this field. If you're in it for the right reasons, you really want to just help people. People can feel that and they're going to gravitate towards you, you know, because there's a million people trying to inject nowadays and I think what sets the good injectors apart from the great injectors are the ones who truly, truly care. Yeah, I totally agree. So I was going to ask you, is it just you and your sister that's going to be injecting at your new spot? Or are you kind of bringing on like estheticians or other injectors or are you guys just starting smaller? We are going we're, – we're going big. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm oh. doing this, we're going big. So we have a beautiful facility. We are – actually, I was just there this morning and they're – Laying the floors, it's just so surreal to see it all. But we have um, 13 girls now, and I have four injectors, and I have five, four to five estheticians. Um, and then I have a practice manager and a coordinator as well. It's a little different for me because it's I am a startup, but I'm not really a startup. I'm coming into this with over a decade of experience, so... It's going big, but not really because I've been doing this for so long. And a lot of my staff, um, most of them are very experienced with eight, nine, 10 plus years of experience as well. So we're all kind of coming to the table with big clientels and um, we've all been doing it for a while. That's amazing. Yeah, you're building a little army over there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. We are really focusing on, you know, obviously facial treatment. So we're just trying to be the best we can for all things facial, skin, of course, injectables, Botox filler, lasers, chemical peels, microneedling, 
We're taking a very individualized approach um, for our clients so that when you come in, it's not a cookie cutter approach. We're going to be able to all kind of work together, whether it's a combo of fillers and lasers and needling or whatever it is, we want to help you reach your, your skin goals. And you guys are opening like March 1st? Yes, March 1st, which is going to be here before we know it. I cannot, time is literally flying. I'm kind of freaking out. Oh my gosh. It's just, there's so much to do, but I just try to tell myself one day at a time, you know, I'm such a type A OCD person that I just want to do like everything right away. So I'm like, okay, I just have to close my eyes at night, do as much as I can, and then start again the next day. It really is surreal to see it all come to life because it's something I really have always kind of envisioned in the back of my mind. And over the last few years, I've watched a lot of my colleagues who I know and love take the same step. And I Every time I was like, gosh, I think I want to do that too. And so to actually be doing it, it is, it feels surreal. It's like you want to pinch yourself like. (laughs) So I do have to ask you, so what's your favorite procedure to perform? I would say I love doing Botox and filler. Injectables are definitely my passion. And over the past few years, I've really honed that in. And so that's really all I do anymore is just injectables with Botox and filler. And that's just because that's what I feel like I'm best at and I love pouring my heart into it. There's not one particular area I love. If I had to pick, I would probably say lips. I I do love doing lips. I think lips are one of the hardest areas to inject because they're very technical, but one of the most gratifying areas where it just helps everybody feel just so amazing. So I love doing lips, but I like doing a full face correction. And it's one of those things where it's a slow, gradual process. And I think one of my favorite things is when a client sends me a photo from, you know, a year, three years, five years prior and be like, oh my gosh, I found this old photo. Look at this. And you'll look at the before and after and they truly look younger and more refreshed now, five years later than they did when they first met me. And that's always just so fun. And it almost stops you in your tracks because I see these people all the time. So you almost forget where you started. It just gives you an appreciation for what we do and how good that person is feeling and they're aging gracefully, feeling confident. It's really fun. There's definitely no better feeling watching someone transform and see their confidence transform as well. So that's awesome. Okay. So I want to hear more about your skincare line. I'm so excited about it. It's again, something that I've always been super passionate about. I've always loved skincare. Even when I was a little girl, like my treat would be to go to Walgreens and like pick out some random skincare product of probably some $2 janky mask or something that I thought was (laughs) awesome. But I've always loved, loved skincare. Um, Even when I had my first job, I can remember like spending all of my money at the beauty counters at the mall. I've just always had such an interest. And when I got into aesthetics, I honestly didn't even really understand how powerful medical grade skincare was until a few years into my career. I I don't even think I recommended it the first few years very much. I remember we carried it. We carried um, Allergan's line when I first started, but I just didn't pay too much attention to it. And as I got more educated and more immersed in the field, I realized what an important component skincare is to everything we're doing. You can spend all the money on the injections and the lasers, but if you're not doing those little things at home to maintain the results, I think it's a really big miss. So once I started really learning, educating, what is medical grade skincare? What does it do? And really using it on myself and seeing the potency and how it 
completely changed my skin. I was like, oh my gosh, all of my clients need to be on this. And I think it just goes with everything we do. When you're passionate about something, people can tell and they can feel it and then they want to try it too. So I think I really, really, really took a huge stance with skincare after I had my son, Enzo, and that would have been um, five and a half years ago. I developed really bad melasma after that pregnancy. And I had this huge chunk of, it looked like dirt on my forehead. It was making me so insecure. And I've never had anything like that before where it was like, I didn't want to leave my house until I put foundation on it because it looked so horrible. Like I literally had someone ask me once if there was dirt on my head because I, it was just my Oh no. So and it was making me feel horrible. And I always want to wear a hat. So I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to do something about this. So I started just really diving into skincare and uh, really researched and learned about kojic acid and that I started just using that twice a day and I totally reversed my melasma between you know SPF and vitamin C and kojic acid. I couldn't believe it. And that was no lasers, no peels, truly just topical skincare. It was a one of those aha moments where I was like, wow, we can help so many people like this. Like if people only knew they can reverse this damage or, you know, change their skin, I want to help people do that. Over quarantine, when the pandemic hit, um, our practice closed for about three months. And so that was a really just weird and scary time um, for everyone in our field, because what we do is elective and it's in the office. And so we went from being crazy busy to just at a complete standstill. And so that was just a weird feeling for me. And so I just decided to pour my creative aesthetic energy into the skincare part of what I do because that was something I could do from home. So I got online and started taking virtual clients and just really helping them that way and and putting together skin plans for them and helping them understand what products would be best for them. And I really just started kind of working on that and it really, really blew up over those those few months. And I got a lot a lot of people's attention and I was able to educate a lot of people. And just kind of like I was talking about earlier, that one by one, you know, those clients were seeing crazy results and they started telling their friends and they started telling their friends. And before you know it, everybody <laughs> was running to be like, help me with my skin. So it's become a huge part of what I do. And so then just the natural next step was, okay, I'm going to create my own line with all of my favorite things, my favorite ingredients, favorite products, and just really help people and get teach people how real good skincare can be totally transformative. I totally agree in terms of medical grade skincare and combining those with, you know, your injectables and everything like that. I also love to hear the positive aspect that came out of, you know, COVID and quarantine for you. That's amazing that it gave you time to kind of like dive into this other area. It's true. I think if I didn't have that time, I don't know if it would have become such a big part of what I'm doing today. Um, but it did. It allowed me just, you know, time to kind of find the silver lining and focus on something positive. And yeah, it's been great. And I've been able to help so many people. I think that's another fun part of the skincare is as an injector, we are a little bit limited as to how many patients can we see today, how many people can we help. But with skincare, it feels like the sky's the limit because I can really put the information out there and help anybody who's willing to try, you know. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, so my last question for you is I'm just curious how you kind of into the aesthetic conference realm. I've done a lot of different 
I've done guest speaking for, you know, different events or lots of podcasts and things like that over the years. And that's just another tip for newer injectors. I've always just been big on taking opportunities that are put in front of me. Like nothing was ever too great or too small for me and still isn't, you know, I'm anything I can do to, you know, get out there and spread the word, I think is worth worth your time. And just those little things add up. So I've always done a lot of stuff like that, a lot of education, everything from just little small lunch and learns in the office where I'd literally have like, you know, 10, 20 people come. And I just started speaking at those or putting those together to literally creating huge virtual courses that are international. And that's that was another little little baby that was born from quarantine was our med spa mastery (laughs) course. Dr. Nayak and I decided to create a virtual uh, course that we put together. My husband actually gave us the idea. It was something that he had done in his company. And he's like, you should try this and apply it to what you're doing. I'm like, that is brilliant. So we were like, let's try it. So we did our first one over quarantine. Dr. Nayak kind of rounded up a bunch of KOLs, key opinion leaders in the plastic surgeon realm. I rounded up a bunch of um, key opinion leaders in the injector realm. So just awesome injectors, nurses, PAs, RNs, um, NPs, anybody who really was out there making a name for themselves in the injectable world. And we brought everybody together and created an awesome faculty and had people speak on panels. So um, we would, you know, give them a topic call it lip filler, and let, you know, a nice little healthy mix of surgeons and injectors speak on that topic. We called it Medspa Mastery hashtag no filter so that people could just speak off label. We were not sponsored um, and just really share their pearls and their wisdom. Real, real practical application, which I think is so helpful. Just hearing and learning how people are actually doing things in the office. That just really blew up. And then we ended up doing like seven or eight of them. And we have an amazing, amazing faculty of just so many people who I personally look up to all over the world. We had injectors, we had uh, Waffles Wu, who you know is like the inventor of micro Botox and just all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, and we still um, have plans to carry that on and hopefully we'll do more of those in the future. But yeah, I like I said, you know, the sky's the limit and no opportunities too big or too small. And Again, for newer injectors listening, I had an injector reach out to me, you know, asking to be on the faculty and I had her send me her resume and she was just starting out and I'm like, okay, like, you know, keep learning and, and hopefully in the future. And then like two years later, I had just really watched her on Instagram and um, her practice was growing and she was doing amazing and really getting herself out there. And then two years later, she joined our faculty and, and was speaking on the course. And so that was kind of neat to see and inspiring for newer injectors. If there's ever something like that you want to be a part of, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there, send your resume. It might not be right at that time, but it doesn't mean it won't come back around for you. And so, you know, anything you can do to advance yourself, I think is great. You have really some great advice. And I think that my listeners are really going to enjoy this episode because you are very humble, but you're also constantly learning and you can just hear the passion in your voice when you speak about, you know, aesthetics in general. And so, um, yeah, I just really appreciate that you took the time to come on today. So I want my listeners to know where they can find you on social media, where they can find your new practice, kind of all of that. Okay. Um, I am in St. Louis, Missouri. My practice is called Raquel Aesthetics. We are in Chesterfield. 
You can find me on Instagram. It's Raquel Frisella, and that's R-A-C-Q-U-E-L Frisella. Um, and then I also have a beauty blog. It is RaquelFrisella.com. And that's something I started a few years ago just to kind of a, a passion just to kind of blog and try it out. But it really turned out to be so helpful in my day-to-day practice um, because I blog about different just trends or topics or techniques. And it's those questions that your patients ask you maybe over and over again about bruising or swelling. So it's like, I'm going to create a blog about bruising and swelling. And now when people ask, I can shoot them my blog and it helps just answer a lot of those questions that people have. But I have a lot of information on my beauty blog about kind of how I started out in my career and just different things that people might find helpful if they're just getting started. Well, thank you again, Raquel, for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to this episode launching. Oh, thank you for having me. No, it was so much fun. I was, again, I was honored that you asked me. And um, definitely, if there's anything I can ever do to help, just let me know. Thank you. Thank you, Raquel, for coming on the podcast today. Um, I absolutely enjoyed every minute of our conversation. I felt like my listeners are really going to love your perspective, love your passion, and just love everything you kind of shared with me today. To hear updates on next episodes launching, next guest speakers, follow the podcast Instagram, which is at aesthetic.chatwithkiki. My aesthetic Instagram is at aestheticnurse.kiki. You can find the podcast streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and my website directly, aestheticnursekiki.com. Also on the website, you can find some fun apparel, so definitely check that out. Until next time, beauties. Bye.